Welcome, everybody, to episode 33 of the Young Kings Wrestling Podcast, WrestleMania Recap Night 2, a.k.a. Uh, left uh, Leftover Lasagna Mania, uh, a.k.a. Otis Got the Girl, a.k.a. It's Such Good Shit. Ah, how you guys doing, man? What what y'all think of the show, man? First off, let's just jump into it, man. Uh, uh, first off, hold on. Let me let me actually get a proper introduction, to everybody. Uh, I'm TC Fontaine. Uh, my co-host Malik Ricks, uh, special guest uh, Reek Havoc, is back again. Uh, all right, what y'all think of WrestleMania? <laughs> We're just gonna jump right into it, man. Young Kings wrestling. Uh, what you got, Reek? You know, Why don't you go first? I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be honest. You know. Um, you know, expectations was always down with, with the situation and everything like that, and everything got to get taped on a closed set. But um, just looking from the performance, you know, in terms of what they got done and everything like that, if you think about it in the sense of you add the crowd into a majority of all these matches, this really was like an all-time event. Like it really was a, a great show, all things considered. You know what I'm saying? From from night one all the way into night two. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, when I just look at it like that, because it, it, it's hard. You know, when you just hearing nothing but the two of them going, you know, it's tough to do. But I'm sitting up there. I'm like, you know what? I could dig it. You know, Otis got the yeah. girl. You know what I'm saying? I, I wasn't. I was I was on the fence about the whole Charlotte thing, you know, because I talked about this before. Like, it's a double-edged sword in some ways, but, you know, she looks strong in a loss, so I'm cool with it. At the end of the day, Rhea Ripley's still going to be a star. Um, outside of that, you know, there's just there's only a few little short points where I was like, they, they should have did this better. Like, the whole Sasha uh, double-cross thing, I was waiting for that. They let us down again. I don't know when we don't see it happen, but you know. And of yeah. course, you know, that the show stole by the, the Firefly Funhouse match. I mean, that I, I'm 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 gonna say this. I'm gonna say this right now. This is a PSA for anyone that's gonna listen to hear it. Vince gonna cut the check on this one. Listen, Bray Wyatt is a damn genius and, and is a mastermind. And he needs to get every title that they have available. And he needs to go on Firefly Funhouse and have him hanging on his wall with all his custom plates on it. And then as the theme, they need to make some miniaturized versions of those belts. And he need to put them on a chain. And he need to wear that chain when he comes out of the theme, like Lord of the Rings. It need to happen. I'm calling it right now. Uh, Michael Hayes, Bruce Pritchard, Paul Heyman, all y'all, make it happen. I'm telling you right now. Hey man, uh, I agree, but uh, yeah, we, we we can get in each match individually, but uh, let's get your let's get your overall thoughts, Malik, and then. Oh, it, it it was it was definitely cool. Like I I, I enjoyed it. Like I was like Reek, I had very low expectations for the show, um, but they did great with with it what what they had. Um, honestly, if it was in front of a, a big crowd, I would have like took away a few matches. Um, you know, because some of these matches just seem like filler matches, so I probably would have took them away. I'm not I'm gonna keep it a buck. That Goldberg and Braun match, I would have 
scrap that. You know what I'm saying? Even though I know it's for the it would have been Roman Goldberg. I don't I don't man, I don't know, man. If it's just gonna be a finisher fest, like there's really that's no need always to, gonna yeah. be exactly that's why they don't need the title, but that, that's another that's another story for another day. Uh <laughs> but yeah. That it was, it was pretty, it was a dope show, dope show, man. Randy from Randy Edge, Fire Funhouse, uh, night before with with Undertaker and AJ, and then we had uh, Kevin Owens, you know, Seth Rollins. They made a tag team match with three guys. Ladder match was, which is crazy, which was amazing. Um, yeah, it was a pretty good. Drew got his moment, you know, like it was, it was a good, great show, great show. The match was, yeah. Yeah, well, with uh, Drew and Drew and Brock. Yeah, yeah, both 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 title matches was better than Braun and Goldberg though. Yeah, both yeah. matches was finisher Yeah, yeah, but that, that's why they got to step it up, man. You can't have your your top title be like be like filler matches. You know what I mean? So I don't know. Hopefully next year we do something different. Facts, man. Let's uh, let's let's run down each match on the on the second night of the card. Uh, if you have not, uh, I don't know why. Go check out uh, part one. We go and uh, review the, the first night of WrestleMania. You know where to find us at Anchor, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, iHeartRadio. Uh, follow us at YK Wrestling everywhere, all platforms. Um, so the second night uh, kicks off on the pre-show. With uh, Liv Morgan and Natalia, uh, kind of you know the match you expect from Liv Morgan and Natalia. Uh, I don't want to give a grade for it because I don't have a grade for it, but I didn't uh, it. <laughs> it was cool. Uh, Liv Morgan gets the win at WrestleMania, so that was a, that was good enough for me, man. Um, but the actual main show opens up with the NXT Women's Championship match: uh, Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte Flair. Uh, Charlotte Flair and Rhea Ripley uh, had a great match. Rhea Ripley had a – someone told me it was Vegeta-inspired. Yeah. That was pretty yeah. cool. Uh, Charlotte Flair had a Crown Royal-inspired fit. It was still cool. Uh, it was dope. Uh, Charlotte Flair gets the win and is a two-time NXT Women's Champion uh, six years apart. So – uh, what does this mean for the uh, NXT women's division now that you have probably the most dominant woman in history running the show down there? Uh, whoever wants to go first. Uh, me, honestly, like I like I said, when we were doing our predictions, I was like, are we going to have Charlotte go down to NXT? I mean, you know, what? You know, and I guess she is going down there now, just be – you know, with the title, but would I say I was surprised that she won? Not at all. You know what I mean? Like, if we, if I'm looking at WWE's, you know, track record, you know, they, they older talent come in and, you know, depending on who they is, like Charlotte, Charlotte right now, you look at her, she might be in that talk of the best women's wrestlers of all time. So I wasn't surprised with her being there and, you know, so. Uh, maybe you should go down there and work with you know Eo Sariers, you know, somebody like that. Keep it going, Rhea. You know, I'm sure her and Rhea is going to have another match, but uh, I low key wish Rhea would have got the win. You know, I feel like that puts you know NXT over in another you know talk, another light. So, but I mean, it is what it is at this point. You know, Charlotte might be going down to NXT. So, what y'all think? 
I mean, for me, it's really it's a shot in the arm that that division needs, you know, because you think about uh, the last couple of years, you know, with performances from the likes of Oscar, Ember Moon, and then Shayna Baszler. Now that she is basically going to move up to Raw, now you're going to have something of a void, and you know, you still have Rhea Ripley, you still have Bianca Belair, and you still, my God, if you would just put Eosha right on TV. Um, you still have a, a deep division and you just need some standouts. Now, Charlotte is, that's an understatement to say she's a standout, but that adds another layer that adds some new, new matches, some new potential opportunities there. Now I was one that said that, you know, Rhea should go over, but I can understand that that's too much too soon because you think about the year that she's had all the wins that she had from the NXT women's title to war games, survivor series, that there can there is a such thing as too much too soon. And you know, you think about in the span of, you know, six, seven months, it's like, where did she go from there? So I get that. And it's it's probably better for her to go in the redemptive arc, you know, come come back, get your win back against Charlotte and move from there. Um, I honestly think within the next year or so she'll probably be up on Raw or SmackDown. So it makes sense. I wanna I wanna touch on that uh pause real quick. Um I wish I wish Triple H would stop like every time he has a babyface woman's champion, he always has her lose so she can go and like have this redemption arc again. Yeah. Like it happens literally damn near all the time. Like he he's more obsessed with the hot babyface chasing the champion. Did it with Bailey, uh did it with uh Kyrie Sane a couple years back. So it, it, it just happens all the time. So I think, you know, some news should be here, especially with Rhea Ripley. I think her going over would have been a better result, um, in my opinion. But I'm not mad at, at Charlotte winning if it means uh, – as long as Io Shirai win the ladder match on Wednesday at um, NXT so she can be the number one contender, then we can get Io Shirai and Charlotte uh, one-on-one. So that should be a good match. Uh what, what would y'all get a grade for this match? I'm gonna give it an A minus. Um, I think it was it was better than I expected it was gonna be between these two. Uh, I didn't know how Rhea Ripley would rise to the occasion. It's literally her biggest match of her career, and you know Charlie was has been a part of big matches, but I think a lot of the times she doesn't carry those matches to be as great as they are. Like when it's an when it's another opponent that's on her on her level. She shows up and shows out, but sometimes you get somebody that's not her, not on her level. She doesn't necessarily elevate them, and so that was kind of my concern going into it. But yeah, they exceeded my expectations. I give it an A minus. It was a great opener. Uh, I thought it was actually better than the, uh, the tag team championships uh, on Saturday night that opened the show. Uh, I mean, I give it an A. Um, I add a plus in when they do it again because I think they. When they run it back again, I think they got an opportunity to really take it over the top. I mean, they they had chemistry that I didn't expect them to have so soon yeah. in that match. So I'm like, if you just give them a bigger platform and a little bit longer runtime to go with it, that 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 turns into a classic overnight. So I give it an A, but there's plenty of room. Yeah, yeah, same. I I give it an A. This is a great match. Oh, they did a lot of screaming and grunting. It was like a lot of uh, ah, ah. Rhea Ripley. She really sold that leg. Charlie, uh, Charlie, yeah. 
Charlotte screams at anything. So yeah. <laughs> but uh yeah, no, that was a great match, man. I can't wait to see it again. Uh I, I just want to know where, where do they go after this? So yeah. Hey, Eo Sarai. I'm telling Hopefully. you. Uh moving on, man. Um it, this one it didn't have any build up, but it was it was cool for what it was. Cool little sprint. Uh Alistair Black and Bobby Lashley. Uh Bobby Lashley was, I think it was going for the power slam. And then Lana was like, no, do the spear, do the spear. And so for some reason. Uh, I don't even know they were still uh, together. Yeah, I didn't either until like, I didn't even see the entrances. I just, I'm watching the match and I see like somebody pacing around ringside. I'm like, I'm thinking like, that's, a, that's Selena Vega. Like, what, is she out here with Aleister Black now finally? And I was like, oh, wait, it's Lana. And, uh. But yeah, Lana Lana tells him to do the spear, and he goes to do the spear and gets hit with a black mask. So like, yeah, let's, let's stop let's stop listening to white women because they're wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <God. laughs> hey man, what did what did y'all think of the batch? I'm gonna give it a uh, uh, I'll give it a for what it was. I give it a B. It wasn't wasn't nothing special, but it wasn't like I don't, I don't think it was in C territory. I thought it was pretty good. They did the most of, of what they had. You know, uh, Wikipedia says it was only seven minutes long. So uh, for what they did in seven minutes, they did a pretty good job. I don't, I don't think a lot of matches need to be like these twenty minutes. Yeah. What, what would Alistair Black and Bobby Lashley do for twenty minutes? I I, I love Alistair Black. He's like one of my he's one of my top guys, but. This match 100% did not need to be on the card, especially with no buildup. They brought Lana back with Bobby. Um, I'm going to keep it 100. I really didn't pay attention to it at all just because I didn't have no interest in it. So, like, I really can't grade it properly without being like, I'm going to just give it a C because what I did see, I really wasn't like too much. I saw probably the ending when she was like, spare him, spare him. I'm like, wait, what? Like for why? Oh, she could have bent. All right, cool. He got hit with the black mask. Uh, now this really makes me wish Alistair Black had something to do with this Undertaker AJ Styles feud, just because they, they waste. I say they wasted him with uh, nothing match this year. Like I, I wonder. Like like I was saying uh, on the on the part one, I wonder <laughs> that was initially the plan was for him to do something with. The Undertaker yeah. AJ Styles, but you know, I wish they would have had him attack him, man. I wish, really wish they would have had him when they, when they, when they, when they what they call me. I, I keep wanting to call them minions, but when they all popped up, like I really think in that spot right there, Alex Black should have popped up out of nowhere. No, I don't know why I didn't want to call him minions, <laughs> but I really believe Alex Black really should have popped up there, hit him with a Druids. black bass, and just yeah, the Druids hit him with a black bass and just. Left them laid out. That would have been perfect, and we wouldn't see them for the rest of the show. And then we probably would be wondering tonight if they haven't a tonight. Uh, like, then you kicked Undertaker for it. You know what I mean? You could lead up something else, and you could build that, build him up with building this matchup for the next year because that would be something else you'll see. That's like almost like a passing of the torch or something like that with Undertaker and Aleister Black, but. With him doing this with Bobby Lashley, and it's kind of to me low key disrespectful to Bobby Lashley too. Um, yeah, it was, this was just nothing. like this could have been on the pre-show with Liv Morgan and uh Natalia. Not not because it was a bad match; it was just like pointless. 
And like WrestleMania to me is not like a hey, let's throw a pointless match on here type of show. So yeah. Alistair Black got on the card though again for a second year in a row. So I think yeah. I think that's the the main takeaway from it. Uh, what grade would you give it though, Malik? Yeah, probably like a C. A C. Okay. <laughs> what, what, yeah. what about you? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I was tempted to give it a C, but if it's if that was all done in seven minutes, I guess I'd give it a B minus just for just for the sake of what they could cram into that time frame. I'm I'm really really getting confused with this last Lana thing. Like. Are they really working it that hard, or did she just quietly leave Rusev in the middle of the night and like just doing her own thing? <laughs> like, how long y'all gonna keep with this thing up? <laughs> really I don't know, but there's no storyline purpose in it anymore. Just, yeah, just, I mean, I think uh, I think the the direction they're gonna take it in is that recently Lana has kind of been costing Bobby Lashley wins, and I think over time he's just gonna realize it and then just break it off with her. Hopefully, uh. They do something with him after that. He can kind of get on the right track. Uh, hopefully, this is what it's all leading up to. Um, I think Paul Heyman is kind of a, a big fan of Bobby Lashley, so I, I trust him to do something. You know, he brought him in at ECW back in the day. So, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's kind of just a wait-and-see situation, you know. Yeah. Can't really do much about that. Uh, next match, man. It, this this the one I've been waiting for since since like before Christmas. Uh, Otis finally get his hands on Dolph Ziggler. It's Dolph. It's Dolph. Uh, <laughs> Dolph. Dolph comes out with the uh, Dolph. Dolph was accompanied to the ring by Sonya Deville. That was, that threw me off guard a little bit. I was like, what they doing together? But like they clearly <laughs> like they clearly weren't together because like. Sonya was social distancing during the entrance and she was just like so far behind him walking out. She had her hands in her pockets like, I'm here dog. I'm just here so I don't get fined, basically. Uh, the the match, it was it was cool. You know, they got they, they got their spots in. Um, at a point at the, at the end of the match, Mandy's music plays and Mandy comes out, slaps the taste out of Sonya's mouth. <laughs> Uh, low blows Dolph Ziggler, and uh, my dude Otis gets the win, and he got the girl. Like, shout out, shout out to the WWE last year. They they put they put a black man on, uh, had him win the world title, and then this year they let the the short fat dude get the girl, get the just the hot girl. And I appreciate that, man. Like they put on for the short fat dudes, man. What's up? Uh. What did y'all think of the match? I'm gonna I'm gonna get this one just just because Otis got the girl. I'm giving it an A because because <laughs> like I, I brought up I brought up Kofi Kingston just a, a few minutes ago, or just a few seconds ago rather. This this had me going crazy more than Kofi did last year. I was like I was so hyped because like Otis is Otis is just that dude, man. He's just that dude like that. So he ended up getting the girl like it's. Got the got the kiss and everything. All right, first of all, I want to say, all right, which moment was better? This moment or uh, at the end of WrestleMania seven when Macho Man and Elizabeth were celebrating together? Like, which one would you put over the other? Freak. <laughs> That's blasphemous. That's blasphemous. Bro. Real men, real men were shedding tears when Elizabeth came in there with Macho. Like I felt this moment right here, but nah, my that that that's eternal, Macho and Elizabeth, man. 
that was that was real life. I mean, it sucked that the, the whole marriage thing didn't work out, but when you talk about some some moments at Mania, that that was that's up there. Go check out they dark side of the ring. Yes, and all that. Oh yeah, yeah. But uh, what what grades what grades did y'all get this match though? Ugh. I I I'd give it an A for like the whole finale of it. Now that this thing is over, there it's just like I say once again, we have what do we do after this? Like oh, where do they go? Are they gonna be here? Is she gonna be like a manager for heavy machinery? Uh, like what? What's gonna happen? I don't know. She should. I think they should. They should just be together. Uh, and then you know maybe something happens. They end up kind of going their separate ways later on in the year. Uh, but I'm I'm really interested now in in seeing you know Dolph Ziggler is gonna find out you know who who exposed him. That's what I'm really really interested in finding out. I you know I think uh, it is Mustafa Ali uh, because Mustafa Ali used to be the cops. And so you know, once twelve, always twelve. So you knew he was pushing. Oh man, so, that's so yeah. Um, Can't wait to see that. What, what grade will you give it, Reed? I give it. A, I give it like an A minus. You know, um, honestly, I think like at this point, um, with the way everything worked out, you're probably gonna see like a mixed tag match at some point, either on SmackDown or the next pay per view, whatever they get rolling on that. But uh, that'll probably be the end of it, honestly. Uh, <laughs> he said, "At least the cops." <laughs> um, I mean, that, that makes that makes the most sense at this point, because I mean, I don't I don't know who else would would be in that position, and he's been off TV for the longest, so I don't know. It, it seemed it seemed kind of weird to, to to put him because I I feel like a lot of times they don't know what to do with him, so. I, it's something to do for him, though. It gives him, it gives him a character, gives him the personality. Yeah. I do for think sure. him and Dolph would be good together with the matches. Hey, man, we running the show here. It did. Uh, let's move on to the next match, man. We've been waiting uh, nine years for this one. Uh, Edge makes his return, uh, his 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 one on one return at least, uh, versus the Viper Randy Orton, the last man standing match. Uh, this this one I was looking forward to it, and uh, every WrestleMania got to have that thirty minute match, or you know either featuring Triple H or featuring one of his proteges. So this was that match. Uh, Edge defeated Randy Orton. Uh, hit him with a concerto on top of a, a trailer truck. Uh, this I, I see a lot of people complaining about how long this match was. I didn't hey, think it was long. Tell them shut up. Look, shut up. This 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 dude put his hands on my wife and brought up my kids on live national television. I'm not stopping till he dead. So I don't care how long. <laughs> you gotta go for the whole you know the whole four hours of the show. Like right. keep your keep your your hands off my wife. Keep my kids' names out your mouth. Um, yeah, this it was it was a satisfying and uh, it was just nine years of aggression and everything. It it was it was cool. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm gonna give it, I'm gonna give this one an A, uh, A plus, man. Bravo to my yeah. guy. This is both my guys from my from my high school days. So yeah. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm saying, bro, I'm going to give it an A-plus, man. I loved everything about this match. They didn't spend too much time in the ring. This was just a fight. I won't be going to fight everywhere. The cameraman got knocked down. There's two times where the cameraman had to, like, literally run and catch up with them. Uh, they they brawled all over the place. Uh, I love this, you know, because, of course, I'm a I'm an edge guy. You know, I will never forget, you know, of course, We'll never forget that day Edge came back, same day as Kobe Bryant that passed, and that day was a super dark day. And like I tell everybody, only I cried twice that day when hearing about Kobe, and then when Edge music played because I had no idea. I stayed off the internet, stayed off wrestling internet for you know a while just to, so I don't want to hear no spoilers. And when his music played, bro, that that brought something back. Like like I said, I'm I'm the kid from. The attitude era in the 90s where i remember a lot of this stuff like vividly watching i don't remember too much stuff in my childhood but for some reason these wrestling memories have never went away and the sea edge and then randy like i've always been a fan of randy like randy won his first world championship when i was in like the third grade or something like that uh we won't ever see that match in wwe because of one dude that uh we ain't gonna speak of right now but you know Randy has always been that guy, and just for this to happen, this is not no not no two dudes from the '90s that are in their fifties. You know what I'm saying? That's wrestling for thirty minutes. That's going no. This is Randy Orton Edge. They gave us so many great moments. They they both work like it's not like they were old and sloppy and slow. No, like they both could go. Edge sold his his neck like the entire match. Where you like some like parts who was like. Y'all sure y'all want to do this? Like, you know, I didn't know there were some parts that he would have got up. And, yeah, all in all, this is just great. I'm honestly about to go watch it again after we finish this. This is this, this is great. I give it A+. Yeah. How about you, Reed? I'm going to stay the course with this one. I'm going A+. You know, y'all, y'all know I'm an edge fan. So, yeah. um, this was everything it needed to be. It actually went 40 minutes. So, it was it was a deep one. But um, yeah, it was everything it needed to be. You know, um, thankfully you have a guy in Orton that he trusts, so that he could carry this to where they wanted to go. They, they want to do as many things as possible. Certain spots that, in other cases, you know, you might be questionable about. You know, they they got a nice, a great bond, a great chemistry, and you know, for this to be his first match back in nine years, and to take this as far as he did, and everything like that. It's like he needed to do that. He needed to do it because, you know, when you come back to so much doubt after certain, you know, when you get told you have to retire and then you come back after all of that, it's like you need to, you feel like you have to put on that performance to prove that, you know, I can still do this for however long I so choose to. And, you know, that that was everything. It, it, was, it was perfect. And it, the drama and the emotion in it, especially in that last sequence and everything like that, that was that was everything. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Edge dropping F bomb too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was it. You know what I'm saying? So it's like another moment. It's like if you had a live crowd, that all of that was was just captured. So I mean, you know, shout out to both of them definitely because they they knew that they had to tell us the story that was hard to follow because we had so many people saying that this should have been the main event. It's hard to argue that now because. When you not just when you look at what the main event was, but just the, the depth of the story. This was the best told story on the entire card outside of like AJ and Undertaker. Definitely. So 
definitely. A plus for nostalgia, A plus for yeah. performance. Give it to him. I was saying that from the beginning. I thought this should have been the main event just because, you know, this is nine years in the making. Uh, they were friends prior to, and then, like, bro, you RKO my wife. Like, <laughs> like my wife was, like, in tears, and you just go RKO her, talking about you cared about me. Bro, I'm, yeah, you got to see me about that. I've seen somebody uh, on Twitter, they say Randy Orton sounded like an abusive husband throughout the whole match. Like, no, I love you. You deserve this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like, it's not funny, but it's funny. Um, yeah. So, uh, shout out the Edge. Uh, it was it was cool to see him back. I, I was emotional because, like I said, man, I'm I'm a huge Edge fan. Like, this this one this this was my favorite wrestler in high school. Like him, Randy Orton, John Cena, uh, CM Punk. That was like my my four. It was like my my four horsemen back in the day when I was like 15, 16 years old. So uh, to see uh, three of them at least on this show was fantastic. I never thought I would see Edge compete again. So it's kind of surreal. And uh, it was really just satisfying to see him get that concerto. Like I jumped out of my chair. I, I was like, yes, let's go. Started, you know, flexing all that. Uh, I was hyped. So. I don't, you know, WrestleMania is when I really be getting hyped while I watch my wrestling, man. So uh, it was dope. Uh, moving on for the uh, for the Raw Tag Team Championships, uh, the Street Profits bringing the smoke uh, to Angel Garza and Austin Theory. Uh, it was a little. It was a sprint. It was cool. Uh, wasn't too much going on in this match, but uh, Angelo Dawkins. My guy was in NXT for like seven years. Uh, got a win, got a pinfall, got the pinfall at WrestleMania. So uh, all respect to, to all four of these guys, but a shout out to them as well. Um, after the match, Angel Garza, Austin Theory, attacked the Street Profits. Uh, Zelina Vega like kicks Montez Ford. And uh, if you know, if you, if you, you know, Maybe been living under the rock. Uh, maybe you just don't know because they never really brought it up on television. Uh, Montez Ford is uh, married to Bianca Belair from NXT, and uh, she seen her man getting attacked. She was she was ready for that action. She came out there <laughs> kicking this and was like, "Hold on, oh, don't 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 touch." You mean that Nivea song? Don't mess with my man. Yeah, that was, <laughs> that, that's been playing in my head all ever since <laughs> she came out there, and. Uh, and uh, she celebrated with the uh, with the uh, with the street profits, and that was cool. That was a cool little WrestleMania moment. Uh, the show just got hella black though, because uh, prior to this, uh, Rob Gronkowski wins the twenty forty seven championship uh, from Mojo Rawley, and then he just dips. And so we don't have, like hold on, he was hosting the show, so we need a host. And uh, Titus O'Neil is our is our new host, so he's introduced, and uh, he didn't really do much uh, throughout the match. He had a funny moment that we gonna talk about in a little bit, <laughs> but uh, going off of that, uh, what, what would y'all give this match? Like hey, grade wise, what would y'all give it? I'm gonna give it a. It was it was a cool little sprint. I'm gonna give it like a B minus. Wasn't much going on. Um, hopefully they get some more time to rematch it uh, on the maybe tonight. I don't know. I don't know the status of the shows tonight, but I think if they were to have a rematch, it would it would go on a little longer. Yeah, I I give it a I give it a B plus. You know, 
like like you said, the spirit they 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 made for what they had. Uh, at least we had a purpose of this match. So yeah, I give it a B plus. And they only mentioned Bianca and uh, Montez one time, and that was when like they really didn't mention it. It was just like she was walking in on Montez's arm. I want to say like an episode of NXT one time. But besides that, that, yeah. But uh, yeah, I give it a B plus. Especially with her coming out, that that has me thinking. Like, are they going to move her up now? You know, or what? What, what are they going to do with this? Uh, well, I'm gonna give it a B plus for a whole different reason. Um, at the end of the day, we didn't even mention this. This whole makeshift tag team that, that it is right now, like Andrade and Angel Garza alone, was like kind of just made out of thin air. Like they they've been working the same program before. Then there was those two. Umberto and Rey Mysterio, which was all supposed to lead to some big blow-off match when like a ladder match, something like that. But Andrade and Angel Garza alone, that was just a, a tag team that was made up out of nowhere. And then Andrade gets hurt. Now Austin Theory comes out of nowhere from NXT and they throw him in there. And they were able to just put on something decent in that time span. So it's like, I, I give them credit for that because I mean, you know, when you have short notice, everything changes and now you got to put this together with the four of you guys that, you know, it's a sprint. Yeah. But you got to be able to make it work at the end of the day. So I give him a B plus for that. For sure, man. Uh, yeah. Let's get a, let's get a rematch going. And uh, hopefully when uh, Andrade gets healthy, he can come in, you know, we haven't seen much of Andrade uh, too much recently. You know, he ended up getting suspended. He was out for 30 days. And then, you know, it comes back and it gets hurt. So, kind of, you know, I don't know what it is with that U.S. title. Like, even when they try to do something with it, you know, all this stuff happens, you know, out of their control. So, uh, hopefully something else can get cracking here soon. Um, Going on, uh, moving on here to the show, the uh, SmackDown Women's Championship is defended in a a fatal five-way elimination of Bailey put her title on the line uh, versus Lacey Evans and Naomi, Tamina, and uh, her best friend, Sasha Banks. Um, Bailey ended up getting the win overall. Uh, she uh, knocked off Lacey Evans last. Uh, listen, man, um, stop playing with me, dog. Vince, Bruce, <laughs> stop playing with me, dude. Sasha Banks has been in the company for – since 2015, uh, before SummerSlam, 2015, she has not won a match at WrestleMania ever. Stop playing with me, dude. Let my girl get a win. Let Sasha get a win at Mania for once. Like, this would have been the perfect opportunity. Uh, and they even, you know, they're they're teasing more and more uh, Sasha or Bailey. I don't know who going to turn on who. I think that's the nice little wrinkle and it. You know, I, I calmed down a little bit, and I thought I thought of the bigger picture. I was like, "Is she gonna win eventually?" But stop playing with me. She ain't held the title since 2015, uh, 2016. She ain't won a match at Mania. Stop playing with me, dude. But the match itself, um, it was cool for what it was. I'm gonna give it a, I'm gonna give it a B. Um, I really, I was kind of nervous. I thought Lacey Evans was about to win. Uh, and with that being said, Lacey Evans is like zero and five in title matches on pay per view. Stop letting her get in title matches. She's a big loser. Like she don't deserve these, these title these title uh, opportunities. 
Like, let somebody else, like, I know there's not too many women on SmackDown like that, but let somebody else get a shot. Uh, before the match itself, uh, what I say, a B, I'm gonna give it a B for Bailey. Bailey won and retained. Bailey, yeah, uh, I think it was dope. I honestly, when I was thinking about it, like a heel turn for Sasha, what perfect moment was it? And I really couldn't figure it out, so that's why I got to put a trigger eventually. Yeah, no, I'm talking about like in this match, like, I didn't know what point in the match where she would have been like. Yeah, let me go ahead and turn or something like that. Oh, let me let me interject real quick. That's, I thought after the match was what was gonna happen. Like Sasha went in and got the like she helped Bailey win the match. Like she came back and helped Bailey win. And she after she got eliminated by Lacey Evans, uh, because Bailey uh, ended up kneeing Sasha on accident in the head, and then uh she like got back in the ring, confronted Bailey. And then uh, Bailey pushes her out the way of Lacey Evans. And then yeah, Lacey Evans hit her with the woman's right. Uh, she got eliminated. But Sasha came back in and cost Lacey uh, the shot at the at the title. So she's holding the belt up, and then she's just looking at it like she don't want to hand it over. And she just hand it over. She's seen real saucy, real jealous. Uh, yeah, Sasha definitely turning heel because Bailey, like, Bailey's showing more of, like, her – old side like in this match it just reminded me of the old bailey and i really thought sasha was gonna turn on her and attack her from behind while she was celebrating that would have been an yeah. opportunity right there i mean they i bet they, the they, they they got some big shoes to fill with this one you know once once they do have this match they got some big shoes to fill with sasha and bailey uh yeah you're right. She probably should have turned on her at the end. But uh, for the match, I really enjoyed this match. I'm going to give it a B plus. Oh, man. i give it like a C plus, if I'm being honest, because it took a minute to kind of settle down. You know, they they, they, they told some good stories afterwards. But um, I, I I was shocked that they really got Tamina looking that strong. And she goes from being on the APB. To, <laughs> All of a sudden, she's tearing everybody up. Like, at least get her getting elimination before she goes out. You know what I'm saying? But, nah, I mean, the, the big thing is, you know, like y'all said, you know, we get teased and they pull the rug out yet again. And really, this is just, this is something that, that goes back to last year. You know, you think about how she was frustrated to the point that there was talk about her wanting to, wanting to leave. You know what I'm saying? I mean, obviously, she shot that down, but you know, certain things you're just not going to say on camera. She was really frustrated. And you think from last year to now, it's like this would have been the time to really kind of show that you fully invested in her. So not that she needed to win the title, but it's like give yes, us that. Well, yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's like, you know, give us some of what we want here. Like, you know, the idea is we want that to reignite that feud. Whoever's the face, whoever's the heel, don't matter. They can do it. You know what I'm saying? And she is 0-5 at WrestleMania. That That's sad to say. WrestleMania 34, I don't think she was on the main card even. So, like, it, it's one of those things. You got to you gotta think with, with everyone that you brought up and how they progress. I mean, Becky at one point was the top star in the company. You know what I'm saying? She's still up there. But yeah. it's like Sasha all of a sudden is, like, kind of moving into Becky um, territory when she first came up because it's like, you know, everyone's getting their burn. Everyone's getting their main event shine and their titles. And Sasha's just like tagging along with Bailey, 
winning women's tag titles. She's not winning big matches. She's not winning a lot of matches at all. So now it's like yeah. that 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 shift is coming. So you can't have that happen with Sasha. That that's not a good that's not a good move because she's too big a star for that. Because when Sasha came on, she was on fire. You know what right. I'm saying? So, yeah. Now she has moved into like the little little Becky role uh, of the four horse women. So yeah. I don't know. Do you do you guys think this is any like little like like backlash of last year when she left and like didn't come on because you know we've heard stuff happens like that in WWE when you piss somebody off. It's like, well, God, God deal with these consequences. But I feel like if they were gonna do that, then they had so many other opportunities. Like she lost to Becky and Hell in a Cell when she should have won. There's that. Um, there's so many different matches she she came up short in like the, the first time, you know, um, the first match with Becky, then Hell in a Cell, you know, I, like I said, I don't, I can't recall a big match of Sasha's one. So it's like, if that's the case, then all of that should have been backlash at this point. And yeah. at some point in time, it's like, okay, well, give her that something, give her that one moment. I can't imagine they would, they would punish somebody for taking some personal time, but they uh they give a championship to a guy uh about five days after he got a DUI. I just can't imagine it. Hey, but no shot at nobody either, but I'm just saying, like, you know, <laughs> it is what it is. Uh hopefully uh they stop playing with me, dog. Uh, I'm like everybody, everybody favorite wrestler, everybody's favorite female wrestlers get they shine and get, you know, get championships. Not mine. Shout out Bailey. Shout out right. Becky. All, the, all the four everybody the four horsewoman except Sasha has a championship right now. I, I don't like that because I always thought she was the best one, and the best one don't even got a title. So Man, I didn't even think of that. That's crazy. That's wild. I'm playing with me, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> God damn. Uh, all right. Uh this 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 next this next uh match, if you can call it that. Um this one. Yeah. Listen, man. Uh Firefly Funhouse, Bray Wyatt, John Cena. Uh who man. I I watched this like four times. Like I kept going back and watching it, just analyzing it. Um what it was, it wasn't it wasn't like a match match, but it was it was like a probably one of the best storytelling matches ever. Uh not even not even being you know hyperbolic at all, but I think I think it was probably one of the best ones ever. Uh I seen a post here. It says uh this match was was based on all of John Cena's worst fears. Uh, you know, his his bad debut, um his his past as a bodybuilder, uh him as a rapper. Uh wrestler, they had a callback. I'm a, I'm gonna go through the callbacks actually. Uh all the callbacks they had during this segment. Uh, I'm going to try to go in order. Uh, they had a callback to John Cena's debut. So when he goes into the funhouse and um, he comes out for the match and he's in his his old trunks. Like he's with the same walk, ruthless aggression. And, you know, Bray Wyatt is portraying Kurt Angle in this sense. He calls out somebody. He's like, who wants to challenge Bray Wyatt? Here comes John Cena uh, with his old gear on. Uh, and he goes to you know take a swing at 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 Bray and he can't get him. 
You know, and Bray ends up singing the Bella theme song. <laughs> you can look, but you can't touch. Like I, that, that got me going crazy. Uh, it was also uh, a reference to uh, when the Mega Powers united at a, a Saturday night's main event for the first time uh, back in the day. Uh, and so the direction that this story took was that John Cena was just this era's Hulk Hogan. In a in a good and bad way, like we know we know like he's he's the Hulk Hogan, he's the big face, he's the name, but like there was a bunch of reference to John Cena having a, a Hulk Hogan sized ego, uh, and so uh, there was multiple Hogan references here. Uh, after that, he turns into the Doctor of Thugonomics, uh, and he can only he can only talk to Bray Wyatt in rhyme, and. Uh, after that, <laughs> there was actually a line he said, uh, unlike Husky Harris, there's a weight I can manage. And, uh, and all the kids in the funhouse were like, oh, and Bray Wyatt is just like, oh, that, that hurt. Like, why do you have to say that? <laughs> um, there was a D's Nuts reference, you know, you know, John Cena pulls out the pack of peanuts. Go, you, you remember? You remember that when he was rapping? He was just like he had the, the peanuts and he just threw it at the dude. I can't remember <laughs> who it was. It might have been Elias last year at WrestleMania. Um, there was a callback to WrestleMania 30 uh, with the uh, with the creepy cult leader version of Bray Wyatt. Yep, and uh, he goes and you know tries to do the sister Abigail. He was like, Nah, that's that's too easy. Like, you remember I you remember you didn't hit me with that chair six years ago at WrestleMania. Like you can write this wrong, hit me with that chair. And John Cena does not hesitate to try to hit him with the chair, but uh Bray Wyatt vanishes. Uh one thing I, I want to note about that was this because this whole segment was really just, you know, Bray Wyatt exposing John Cena um for not being as good of a guy as people like to make him out to be, right? So when he gave John Cena the chair at WrestleMania 30, he doesn't use it. Why doesn't he use it? Because he's in front of 75,000 people, and that's not his character. In the funhouse, he's in front of nobody, so he's going he to hesitate to use it in the funhouse. So that's another way of uh, him exposing, like, yeah, you you really just a piece of shit coward. That's basically what Bray Wyatt was saying. Uh, it was pretty cool. Uh, and afterwards, uh, Bray Wyatt comes out uh, imitating Eric Bischoff uh, during an episode of uh, the NWO Monday Nitro back in the day. Uh, I want to say it was back in 1997. And uh, he imitates Eric Bischoff introducing the NWO. Out comes John Cena wearing an NWO shirt uh, with the with the big gold belt. The big gold belt main event at WrestleMania. Well, it main event, but it was, it was on WrestleMania again for the first time since uh, 2014. Bring it back. Yeah, we need that big gold back, uh, big big gold belt back in our lives, man. Uh, so he comes out, and this is yet another Hulk Hogan reference, but this is Hulk Hogan as a heel, and it kind of was showing that look, like the the height you could have took this business if you turned heel, but you were afraid of that because you had to live up to the standard of the good guy, John Cena, the one that makes wishes and and all this uh but as he's coming out you know doing the air guitar with the belt and everything uh we have uh, the puppet version of mr mcmahon aka mr mcboss man on commentary uh says the line of the night 
the the most self-aware I've seen Vince McMahon be in a, in a while. It's such good shit. Uh, uh, if you don't know what that is, it's a reference to uh, John Moxley's uh, interview on uh, the Talk is Jericho podcast back, I want to say last May or June. Uh, it's been a meme. It's been a really overplayed meme on the internet. But uh, so it was good to see Vince McMahon make some fun of it. Uh, and also uh, had a reference to John Cena's promo uh, in the Performance Center a few weeks back uh, with Bray Wyatt. Uh, what, what was the promo? He said, uh, I'm going to do what should have been done six years ago, put an end to the most overhyped, overprivileged superstar in existence. Uh, you know, he was referring to Bray Wyatt, but uh, it was really just him talking about himself. So that was pretty cool. Uh, and at the end, he vanishes because you can't see John Cena. And uh, Bray Wyatt ends up, uh, the Fiend, rather, ends up getting the win with Bray Wyatt as a special guest referee. So this 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 was trippy, man. Like, this whole thing was trippy. Uh, it reminded me of, like, Nightmare on Elm Street a little bit. So I enjoyed it, man. Uh, I, like I said, I watched it about four times and dissected it because uh, that's that's just the film, the film head in me. I gotta dissect stuff uh, that of this magnitude, and this is a this is an A plus match slash segment for me. Uh, what about you guys? Ooh. I'm but, sorry, uh, I'm a long winded, but oh man, uh, yeah, you just asked <laughs> I didn't even think about. <laughs> oh, nah, I get this the omnipotent A plus because I mean. Uh, there's so many there's no one takeaway there's so many things to dissect about this because it's like I said before Bray Wyatt is a literal genius like that in terms of creative I mean I don't think I've seen a better mind than his in the modern day I mean it, he exposed just put on display kind of like a hypocrisy in John Cena almost you know because you know like you said with the what happened at Wrestlemania 30 all of a sudden now it's like okay he's ready to take that swing and you know he's cutting these promos on bray but it's like it's almost like he's trying to bury him you know something that he talks about all the time that he never does you know i'm not i'm not the person with the golden shovel but it's like well he just showed it to you to everyone else in the world like yeah this is what you do and that ending you know that they replayed you know the most overhyped superstar and everything like that and he just hits him with that move there. It's like, you know, he, he says it right before all this starts. He's like, you know, the bit, the biggest rival, the, the most dangerous opponent that you had to face is yourself. And he takes you on this trip, but he also kind of taking on Bray's trip too. It's like, he kind of reading his diary almost, mm -hmm. you know, he just flipping through pages and everything like that. And then it takes you on this trip with John Cena that they kind of interject. And uh, what's really surprising is like how well they work together on this. You know, you think you've never seen Cena this transparent with him working with someone else. So that was really dope to see. But I mean, <laughs> there's so much to there's so much to cut up on it. Like I gotta watch it again. Honestly, I've only seen it that one time, the one go through. So I gotta go back and watch it again because <laughs> now yeah. you told me all this stuff that caught me. But I mean, this was first off. First off, shout out to Matt Hardy for doing this first. 
Shout out to Matt. Cause I know him and the two of them got together and put some 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 ideas together. They brainstormed, and he definitely had a part in this. But I mean, dude, I'm telling y'all now, give Ray all the titles, man, all the titles to just run with it. Cause this dude like stole WrestleMania weekend with this. Cause this was like a masterpiece, and we can't do it again. This is one time, one time only. You know what I'm saying? But uh, yeah, he killed it. And but before before we go to Malik, I just want to have one more thing that I noted as well. Um, so as John John Cena is the the NWO version, and he just finally like kind of figures he's snapping out of it, right? He goes and attacks uh Bray. Uh he's just like like on top of him, just like beating him, you know, punching him. Uh and he ends up trans forming into Huskis the pig. But during the whole time he's punching them, it's just like uh, flashes on the screen of like moments from John Cena's career in the past where the crowd was against him. Uh, One Night Stand versus RVD. Uh, money in the Bank, CM Punk. Uh, Edge, when Edge cashed in his Money in the Bank the first time. Uh, they showed Randy Orton uh, in the TLC ladder match, he beat John Cena in back in 2013 to to unify the championships. Um, they showed John Cena defeated uh, and just sitting on the ramp at WrestleMania after he lost to The Rock, and then they showed him, uh, you know, versus Brock Lesnar at SummerSlam, and then they showed him after he lost to Roman Reigns a few years back at I want to say it was No Mercy. Yeah. Uh, so they they show all these you know they flashed them all on screen. It was just like everything coming back. It was like yo, the, the crowds never really fuck with you. You've always been the bad guy. So you know as, as much as you contrary uh, to your belief, like you've always been always been the bad guy. So uh, yeah. that was just something else I, I caught. But uh, Malik, what, what would you get a great? Man, A plus, A A plus, man. I love this. This is something we've never seen before. Uh, you can't do this with everybody, you know what I mean? Not too many people you could do this type of segment with with. Uh this kind of makes me uh bad about this Goldberg beating the feed for the title. Because if now if I knew it would have been like this, I would have ultimately kept the title on the feed, right? And didn't need the title though. No, I would have kept the title on the feed, and I would have had him have a map, have a match against Braun Strowman, right? And we gonna pr- compare him to Hulk Hogan. Remember when Hulk Hogan came out when uh, Brett beat Yoka, yeah. uh, Yokozuna? WrestleMania nine. And it was just like, why is he in the match? I would have had something like that. Have after he beats Braun, have Vince come out, add John Cena to the match for no reason, and then like all this happens. Like I don't, you know, I, I just I just think of different stuff because, yeah, this is this is something completely different, and uh, yeah, will we ever see it again? I'm, I'm sure we will see something. We like will, that. Uh, and I, I I got a few more things, but finish your thought. And I'm, I'm like, you know, you, who I'm thinking of the other people you do it with, maybe the I'm, Undertaker. Uh, I got the perfect person. You know, who? Randy. Randy Keith Orton. Oh. Because yes. that's he that's the, the yeah he's the only other person who has wronged Bray Wyatt. Yep. Aside from John Cena, he burnt down his his uh his compound, and also he the the last time Bray Wyatt got like a push push before the fiend, he was WWE champion 
who beat him at yep. WrestleMania, Randy Orton. So uh, it's a perfect thing for him. Uh, also want to note, um, as far as Goldberg is concerned, I think this this was actually perfect. I think it, you know, for how, how mad everybody was that Goldberg lost. I mean, Goldberg won the title initially from The Fiend. It it worked out in the end. Like, I don't think you could have this It worked match. out for The Fiend. It didn't work out for Goldberg too much. Nah, he still ended up losing. <laughs> it, but, but for sure. Uh, and also, uh, shout out to uh, Matt Hardy and Bray Wyatt are still friends in kayfabe on, on social media. Like their their characters are still friends for real. Like they they embraced each other after the match. It was it was pretty dope. They do what they want. Hey, hey, but this is another thing. When when Bray's done with his career and he's retired, just like Matt Hardy, yo, these are the producers we need. I, I like all these mid card guys that WWE has brought in as producers, but we need guys like this. This is the guys we want to see. These are the guys who we'll take the business to the next level for the next generation. So yes, replicate, replicate yourself. Yes. So just remember little things like this, please, please. Absolutely. Uh, yep. Yeah. This match uh, clearly has blown everybody away. I might go watch it again. I, I might. I might go run the Boneyard match and the. Uh, and the, and the Funhouse match back to back. This uh, those are like two of my favorite matches of the uh, of the of the whole whole event altogether. So, uh, and then our main event uh, for the WWE Championship: uh, the Beast Brock Lesnar versus uh, the Men's Royal Rumble winner Drew McIntyre. Uh, Drew McIntyre finally climbs the top of the mountain. I told y'all back on episode twenty. Uh, I might put a I might put a clip. Uh, here, I'm gonna put the clip right here. So, I would like to see a guy like Drew McIntyre winning. He's he's kind of turned the corner recently. As I always, I've said before, I man, Drew McIntyre is is like he like uh he like that frozen lasagna, man. You know, you put the frozen lasagna, you put some you know lasagna, you make you throw it in the freezer. Whenever you need to eat it again, you could easily warm it back <laughs> up, and it's still good. Yeah. So like Drew McIntyre is frozen lasagna. Okay, so. I put the clip there, man. Episode twenty. I told y'all Drew McIntyre leftover lasagna. You know he could, you know he he kind of you know gets put in the freezer, put on ice for a little bit. You know, it was being people's you know sidekick lackey, and all they have to do was have him go out there one night and be a badass and turn the tide. That's literally all it took. And uh, I caught it back back on uh, episode twenty. I said it. Drew McIntyre was going to be the dude for, you know, 2020. And now he's holding the most prestigious championship in all of wrestling. Uh, came a long way from from getting fired from three-man band. I was actually uh, watching old episodes of Monday Night Raw from, like, you know, Raw After Mania is from uh, early 2010s. And there's Drew McIntyre. Uh in a six-man tag with three-man band. <laughs> I don't even think he got in the match. The match was only like five minutes long. I don't think he even did anything. There's him and Gender were there, former WWE champions. So you know what this means. We need Heath Slater to be WWE champion in 2023. All right? Let's get it happen. Let's let's make it happen. Uh, you got to win a money in the bank or something. Man. That's the only way. No, you don't. Gender didn't have to do that. Gender won a damn uh, number one contenders match. He should never won in the first place, but that's another story. Oh no! Hey, don't don't disrespect Maharaja. That was trash. 
<laughs> I, know, I know we talked about how his reign was pretty bad, but like you, you gotta admit, like he carried himself like a champion for real, though. It's just like that didn't make it good. Like, yeah, everybody carried himself. Right? I didn't say it was good. I just said yeah. Oh yeah. He carried himself like a champion. You're right, but it was still boring and I think they they would have they would have built it up a little bit better. He would have really gotten over. So I remember, had, I remember had to look, man. I remember going to a SmackDown. And like I'd have been to plenty of wrestling events. And oh, let's not, let's not talk about that promo. <laughs> and and when I went to that SmackDown, it was just it didn't feel the same. So yeah, but we can continue. I'm sorry, no more Jinder Mahal talk. Hey man, uh, Drew McIntyre. Shout out to shout out to him. Uh, they. They they don't recognize the Impact Championship as a world title though. They'd be like, "This is his first world title win." That, that's what I'm saying. They don't that's even hard. recognize the NXT title. Like y'all, y'all recognizing when it's convenient. Like let's recognize all the time. Do they forget he oh, left and tore up the Indies? Like right. he tore up the Indies. That's what to me ultimately let him come back in in this position because he went down there and he dominated. Just like because let's be real. Every WWE competitor can't go to the Indies and just dominate. We have a lot of guys that like like me and TC. We seen Austin Aries in like in my mind. I thought Austin Aries was a big deal, and it was just like I was like, damn, people don't miss Austin Aries like that. He was like, nah, bro. So like everybody. Can't I mean, they play. don't. I mean, like yeah, coming out of WWE. So not even coming out. Of, it's like people just don't mess with Austin Aries in general. Just I'm like, just saying, like when when you come out of WWE, like you have that name, like you see the Ascension. Is still on the indies trying to be the ascension, but like nobody cares, you know. And so, but you know, like I said, guys like Drew, Ray Mysterio, look, he left. Uh, Cody, uh, it, it's a lot of guys. It's a couple Hold guys on. that left. Are you comparing Ray Mysterio and Cody to the ascension? No, I'm talking about. <laughs> I'm talking about as well as did well on the indies scene. Like, of course they uh, did well. It, it's Ray Mysterio and Cody Rhodes. Of course they did. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, it, they are not the essential that, that came out there and did great. That ultimately got him back because if Cody was to come back, you look at him at a different light than you looked at him when he was first there. Ray Mysterio is a legend. You can always look at Ray Mysterio as Ray Mysterio. I'll Drew McIntyre, yes, because when he left WWE, nobody cared. We didn't care. You know what I'm saying? Now that he's Thank back, you, he like, psh, it's amazing. So, him to get this title, I wish it was on a different night in a different spot, but. Yeah, I wish it was in front of eighty thousand people like it should have been, but you know it is what it is. Can't can't really do too much about it, but he got his moment um, regardless. So, yeah, yeah, uh, and go check out Drew McIntyre's Chronicle as well uh, on the WWE Network. It was pretty good. Ah uh, man, uh, so match of the night. What what would y'all get a match of the night? I think we all I think we all agree. <laughs> Uh, but hold on, real quick. What, what would y'all get a grades for this last match? It wasn't much. Um, what you, you know, guys think about this A finisher spam. Uh, so I'm gonna give it a C just because it was what it was expected. Yeah, Matt, match moment. I give it a B, but match I give it like a C minus because, and, and th- this is this is my only issue with this because, you know, yeah, the moment should have been in front of eighty thousand people. It should have been in a bigger spotlight, and. It's not so much that I would have rather Brock retained, but it's like now there's going to be a question as to how we're going to look at Drew going forward. Because when you see a guy win a world title, especially on a WrestleMania stage after a big match, you know, after something like hard hitting and it's like real intense and everything like that, then you look at him as a champ, Batista, Cena, even back to Hogan and Michaels. Like when they won world titles, 
in matches like that, now you're looking at him in a different light. We've already seen how Drew looks now that he's come back here. But after a match like that, and he wins a world title, how are you going to look at him? Like, yeah, he's the kid. Now he's had his moment, and he's earned his way there from his body of work. But that match and how that went down, you know, another typical Brock Lesnar sprint and everything like that. In most cases, when you see guys go up against Brock and they have quick matches and everything like that, and a lot of those times, you know, those guys are already established, you know what I'm saying? Like, like well, Goldberg before, or Braun Strowman and everything like that. They're fine. They're, they're going to be all right. Drew had a lot of lows before he got to this point. So after this, it's like, you know, again, he earned it. He's got this spot and he's a champ now. But that match is going to go a long way in saying how we look at him going forward how for however long he carries the title and then when he eventually loses it. Yeah. And I, I'm just hoping, you know, uh, you remember how big of a moment it was when uh, John the Blank Daniel Bryan won the uh, championship at WrestleMania 30. And then afterwards, they just had him facing Kane. It was kind of like anticlimactic first feud. Uh, they did the same thing with Seth Rollins last year. So uh, let's 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 have Drew McIntyre do something interesting. I don't know uh, who he could face. Uh, Seth Rollins lost that mania, so it was, I I wouldn't actually be interested in seeing Seth Rollins as his first few anyway. Nah. So uh, it's supposed to be saving that for the summer. Yeah. So yeah, keep keep that for the summer. That's a good summer feud. Uh, but for right now, um, I don't even know who he could face. I think they would have to. I don't know. Yes, AJ AJ Styles is dead, so you can't have, <laughs> can't have him face him. <laughs> Wikipedia Wikipedia went along with the kayfabe. They said he died yesterday. <laughs> Damn, <laughs> yeah, they did. Who said it? Where? They had, they had said, on Wikipedia. Oh yeah, Wikipedia had him dead April four April fourth. Uh, AJ, yeah, somebody edited that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. I don't know who he could really face. I'm trying to like look at some guys, but yeah, you, I mean, is there somebody they can have come back? Like, I mean, Randy Orton's dead. Uh, AJ Styles is dead. Seth Rollins. Like all the all the heels lost. And Samoa Joe's suspension almost up or something like that. Like that because I mean, you still got Kevin Owens, uh, guys. You know, something like that. But yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't. Are we talking about heels? I don't know. I don't know who they got. Like Bobby Lashley isn't hey, somebody hey. they can throw up there. You know, throw my guy Alistair in there. You know, that give him, give him, give him that little shine. Even though he might not, you know, win these first, you know, first few. Like you, he could put Drew over, but this puts him in a different light. Let them. I don't want to see. I don't want to see Alistair right now. Like let's I, let him I, get to WrestleMania. I, I, I think. I think Alistair is just a different type of talent where he could hold his own against somebody like you right now. Just give you could, him I think like way to, you could build him up for the next year's WrestleMania, you know? Because like honestly, I'm just tired of seeing, you know, I love Brock, but I'm tired of seeing him. I love Goldberg, tired of seeing him. Braun Strowman, you know, I'm happy he got his moment, but it's really not a moment because you know. Roman pulled out because it's like if Roman never pulled out, you don't get this moment, you know, yeah. like. If it's not for the coronavirus, you don't get this. It's, so, it's, yeah, like, let's let, let's get some new people in this picture, man. And like, and that that's partially on WWE's fault. You know what I mean? You haven't 
really build nobody up to a point where we're like, well, damn, who can who can you throw in there? You know, like if we have to do that, that's a problem to me. So, it's not a moment because it should have happened three years ago. Yeah. So that's also I'm, true. I'm like, what? What? What have y'all been doing? This is why I think this is why fans that actually know what they talk about, not just people who hate Brock, you know, or something like that. With my frustration, where it's like, you have this is the most talent WWE has probably ever had on their roster, and if we're looking here and we're trying to to literally figure out who deserves to be next. That's a problem to me. You know, that's a problem. That's something with creative where it's like, have what have y'all been doing all this this year? You know, but hey, it's a fresh start. This is like the new year of wrestling of, of WWE. You have time to actually start building people up. I mean, hey, give it a shot. You know what I'm saying? When when you know, like they, they gave a shot on Randy when he first got that, first got his title. Maybe he shouldn't have won, but they that ultimately, you know really boost his career like he showed he can he could hold his own so something man give give us something new year i got it i got it it. okay um callbacks i love callbacks okay uh when when drew mcintyre was in nxt at which one was it was it takeover brooklyn three and he gets attacked by the debuting Undisputed Era. Hey. Let's run that back again. Like, I mean, might as well. Like, I mean, it's time. Honestly, Adam Cole ain't got nothing else to do in NXT. He's going to lose to the dream, probably. And yeah. Cole, so. And Tommaso and Johnny is just ripping stuff up up there. So, yeah, you might as, you might as well let him, let him move up. And, you know, you're going to throw him in that spot. Hey, I wouldn't be mad at that. Let's go. Let's let's build some 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 new stars. Mm-hmm. Even, though, even though Adam Cole's already a star, got their the next top heel already. So you know, get just get undisputed air out the way. You know, move them sure. up. Okay. That that's that's my prediction, man. Match of the night, man. What, what's, what's your matches of the night? Uh, of, of night two. Do we count? Do we count Bray Wyatt? As I'm a counting the Funhouse because right. he got a pinfall victory. It's that, unanimous, right? It is. <laughs> it's, it's the one we spent the most time on dissecting. So the match two, uh, I said match two, the night two match up to night one. Um, as far as WrestleMania, or which, which night would, did you think was better? I'm edging it to night one. I'm edging the funhouse is something it held night two for me, but night one is just you know. I don't know. I had a different feeling after the match, so I'm, I'm giving it to night one. Uh, I thought I thought night one, you know, as I mentioned uh, on on part one, uh, I thought the first night of WrestleMania started off a little slow and it didn't really pick up until the uh, to the ladder match. Which this one, I don't think there was a dull moment in the whole show. Even like you know, Aleister Black and Bobby Lashley, I thought was you know good for what it was. Even. You know, uh, the, uh, the the WWE title match was good for what it was. So I'm not tripping on that too much. Um, I thought night two, it flowed better. Like night one, it just kind of seemed like a a glorified episode of Raw. It was the same amount of time as Monday Night Raw. So that's kind of what I thought about. But yeah, dude, it was uh, it was dope. I thought it was I thought it was a dope show. Um, where does where did where does this rank all time? Is like on the you know all time WrestleManias. 
because I thought they they made the best they could out of a situation that they had no control over, and they knocked it out the park. Uh, I don't know. I haven't really thought too much on where it could rank. Um, like you said, they did great for what what they had. Uh, way better than what I expected. So, um, I don't know. I don't, I don't know where I, I I can't rank it right now. So, what you got, Rick? Can you do you think you can rank them up there? Um, oh, honestly, <clears throat> we gotta wait till next year because you know after we've. It's, it's something so different. It's something that's, we've never seen before. So I think after we go through this experience the way it's supposed to be, then you can go back and look at it and see where it would match up. Then it's like, okay, now you can see where we place it. But right now it's like, it's kind of hard to say, honestly. Like, you know, there, there's a lot There's a lot of bits of it where I say, you know, yeah, that felt like WrestleMania. Like, I think night one was better because there was less filler. Like, there was a lot more matches with substance on it. So, you know, I would have went with that. So, a lot of it is, you know, you you feel a lot of that vibe. But it's hard to go off of because now it's like what reality is at the moment, you just, you're just adjusting to it. When we get back to some normalcy, then it's like, okay, I can see. Yeah, I mean, if we take off the filler and, like, do you take the three best matches from each night, then that probably is a, a classic mania. If you you yeah. take the take the three best matches like the the Boneyard, the Funhouse, and the, the latter match, uh, Seth and Kevin Owens and uh, was it Randy and Ed? It's like you 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 just have those, and like of course you got to have the women's matches or whatever. Uh, I, I feel like that that puts on a classic WrestleMania. The only thing that really hindered this one. Was you know like like we said the filler matches because honestly this year with it not being live with it being taped we really don't need no filler matches you know like you, you don't need no cool down matches yeah we didn't we didn't need none of that and and that that's another problem too with this mania is like the world title matches felt like the cool down matches you know because they they came off of you know great matches so uh but it wasn't terrible you know what I mean it wasn't to me it wasn't bad I still give this a mania as a whole, I'll give it an A, you know, for like what they did for no crowd, for the the production, of, you know, the matches where, you know, you look at the ladder matching at first, I was like, well, oh, they just have three dudes in the match. And then you look at the, the three guys they had in the ladder match and they killed it, you know, KO and, uh, and uh, Seth Rollins. This might, to me, honestly, this might go down as one of my favorite, you know, matches in, you know, main history. This makes me even more mad about the world title because I'm like, if you take the universal title and you put that in that picture, even though they're on a different show, you put that on that picture and you put make that a title match. This is probably one of the best title matches of all time. Where it's like that, where my frustration comes. But you know, for what they have, for what they did, uh, I give it an A plus. You know, WWE they they gave us an entertaining night. Uh, WrestleMania was good. No crowd. It was at a performance center, so. Uh yeah, they they did what they did. Now I'm excited for NXT. Can't wait for NXT this Wednesday. We got a uh, what's what's the match? We got the the ladder match for the uh, number one contender for the women's championship. Who's gonna be facing the Queen Charlotte Flair? Uh, I can't remember what other match was on that card. Um, Tommaso Champion Johnny Gargano. I was to say, I was to say Saturday for what? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, empty building match between those guys. Uh, Let's go. I'm, uh, I'm yeah, hyped. Uh, I got Io Shirai winning, and I got uh, a no contest in the uh, in the uh, Johnny Gargano tomorrow. Because, you know, TikTok. So I'm gonna say TikTok. Uh, man, any any final any final thoughts, guys? No, nah, man, that's it, man. For me, I'm, I'm cool. I gotta jet out of here anyway. I gotta get to work. Oh yeah, yeah. Reek gotta go. Yeah, Reek, Reek an essential worker. He he more yeah. important than everybody else. Yeah. <laughs> hey man, uh, you already know Young Kings Wrestling. Uh, give give me your socials, guys. Bleak.lv. Reek Havoc twenty four. Yeah, TC Fontaine on uh, on Instagram. Uh, and you can follow YK Wrestling on all platforms at YK Wrestling. Subscribe to us, like us, uh, you know, follow us wherever uh, you get your podcast at. We are on Anchor, we are on Spotify, we are on iTunes, Google Play, and iHeartRadio. Hey, and as always, hey, get ready for stress money. Catch phrase stiller, Mr. TC Fontaine. Hey, hey, man, we out of here, man. Go.